you are a painter, one of the most highly respected painters in the world, to the point where you're so well known within the art community that you've expanded beyond the art community where many different elites that you've met in New York, you've met in London, you've met in Tokyo, you've met in France, you've met in Africa, many different elites like to pay you and commission you to do paintings for them, regardless of what painting that is. And so what ends up happening is you've, is you've always taken an interest in, you know, extraterrestrials, the paranormal activity and, and things like this, right? The, what they call the phenomenon these days. And you start getting invited to different, you know, elitist events, if you want to call it. You start mingling with these different elites and you start realizing these elites have different sort of, uh, you know, niches or circles or crews, if you will. Some of them sort of, uh, you know, in a Venn diagram sense, if you were to visualize that, some of them intertwine with different intelligence communities and intelligence agencies, things like this. So you understand to sort of you know, tread very carefully with these elites, right? Everyone's kind of watching you, but you're a highly respected painter. You mind your own business. Every time you get paid lots of money to make a painting for these elites, they love you. They love the work you do. So again, you kind of metaphorically, you wash your hands of anything you hear pertaining to, you know, very secret, I guess you could say rituals. Let's say I can only say so much publicly, but those that are members will know much more. But anyways, so you're then commissioned, right, by a very, very powerful individual, uh, an elite, if you will, to do a painting for them, a, a beautiful painting. You go back to your studio, right, you're setting up your paint cans and all that stuff, and let's just say you're gonna, you have your canvas set up on the floor, right, a nice, beautiful white canvas you're about to paint. All the paint colors are out, and I'm not an artist, so I, I know sometimes this is not exactly how it works, but just bear with me for the sake of the example. And you, you're setting up your paintbrushes, and you trip over some of the paint cans. The paint then gets splattered all over the canvas, right? And you're like, oh, God damn it, right? You know, I got to get a new canvas, you know, put the, bring the paint cans, clean everything up, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you realize something, an idea comes to your head. You see this paint, different colors, blue, green, yellow, red, scattered all across the canvas, sort of like, you know, a Van Gogh type art, if you will. But something else comes to your mind, which is that our DNA is a representation of this particular example, meaning that different extraterrestrial species, interdimensional, uh, ultra-terrestrial, all across the galaxy, not just our universe, but the galaxy, those drops of paint represent our DNA and the alien's DNA because we are one and the same. And I'm not trying to make that, you know, overly esoteric or overly philosophical or cheesy or corny, but just bear with me one more moment here. You then start to realize as a, for a second, you go, hold on a second. Something just clicked in my head that this paint scattered all over the canvas is representative of our DNA. For example, this little blue drop is ours. This little red drop is, you know, the zeta reticulans. But here's the thing. We are all similar within certain genetic composites of our DNA, whether other extraterrestrials have messed with us in a hybrid program sense or not. You then say to yourself, you know what? I'd like to file a FOIA request, and if I ever get any trouble, again, FOIA stands for Freedom of Information Act, and if I ever get into any trouble alert, trying to fi file FOIA requests about UFOs and extraterrestrials, I have a lot of friends that are considered the elite. They'll back me up, they have connections in the government, what, what have you, right? You start filing FOIA requests on certain documents pertaining to certain individuals that your elite friends know you're doing, but they don't tell you that they know, they're quietly watching you. You then receive these documents because according to the surface level of the law, you filed your FOIA request appropriately. But then shortly after, the government, uh, the same department that gave you those documents you weren't supposed to have, but they had to give it to you because of the way the, the surface level of the law works or else too many people would complain publicly in the press. But what, what they then do is they, they slip you with a $130,000 bill. And they say, well, you know, we gave you the documents, but if you want more, you got to pay this bill. And you're like, what? 
you're you're well off as a painter. You're being paid by these elites, but you're not that well off, right? And here's the point, folks. Before I get into the actual content and of the episode, the reason why, and thank you for bearing with me on this long example, the reason why I bring this up is because that 130 grand is by the same elites that are paying you to make their paintings, but they're also trying to deter you from looking into things that they know you shouldn't while they're quietly watching you. Does that not seem like a great representation of what's going on in the world right now? They're playing both sides against the middle. With that being said, we do have a Patreon. It does help support the show. I would like to give a very special shout out to Michael Griff, uh, again, to Frantic Missy, to Riel, you know, the whole crew, all the everyone, all the members and everyone. I promise to get to some new people very soon. Just been very, very busy producing content and things like this. However, today's episode is called the Derise site or their, the Derise site, however you like to pronounce it. Harvesting Tertia Optica's Cognitrons to enable super spectrum protocols. Now, let's jump right into it. So first off, Let's break down every every single word in this title with respects to understanding the meaning. Tertia Optica. That is a term the CIA uses when it is time for their paramilitary groups, their Navy SEALs usually, but they then sign off for that particular duration of the operation, that they are no longer Navy SEALs. They're no longer even, in a lot of cases, American, right? And I'm using this as an example, but Tertia Optica is the term the CIA uses when diplomacy doesn't work, when straight-on kinetic warfare does not work. They then resort to this third option, and that's what this means. Tertia Optica means third option. Now, let's take a look, for example, at what Cognitrons are, okay? According to imperial.ac.uk, test your mental skills with an artificial intelligence tool called Cognitron, September 11th, 2017. Again, interesting that this was posted on, you know, the anniversary of 9-11 back in 2017 relative to the diversion of mass consciousness perpendicular to artificial intelligence, you know, incursion to mass society. But anyways, take a look, and I quote, the first artificial intelligence designed to model human mental skills has been developed by researchers from Imperial College of London. Again, notice how the universities relative to the disc, Eric Weinstein's distributive idea suppression complex theory is, you know, representative of that of enclosing you within the, these type of universities, London, Oxford, you know, Harvard, Yale. The team are inviting members of the public to take part in citizen science research where Cognitron will pose brain teasers for them. All right. Participants are put through a series of customized tests, which takes just over 30 minutes. After the person takes the test, Cognitron will tell them how well they did End quote. It's basically AI to essentially judge humans, if you will. If that's not scary on so many levels, I don't know what is. And again, real artificial intelligence research in a lot of regards tends to do this, what they call citizen science research. But in reality, it's just a preliminary use of gathering data on the masses and testing on average everyday people. Now, let's take a look at what Project Derise was. And I quote, Rise, uh, German for giant, is the codename for a construction project of Nazi Germany. I think it was far more than just that. In 1943 to 1945, consisting of seven underground structures located in the Owl Mountains and Xia's Castle in Lower Silesia, which was in Germany but is now in Poland. None of them were finished and are all in different states of completion with only 11% reinforced by concrete. Bullshit. They finished it. But anyway, sorry. The purpose of the project remains uncertain because of the lack of documentation. Oh, how convenient. Some sources suggest that all the structures were part of the Fuhrer's headquarters. According to others, it was a combination of headquarters and arms industry, but comparison to similar facilities can indicate that only the castle was adapted as a headquarters or other official residence, all right? 
The construction work was done by forced laborers, prisoners of war, POWs, and prisoners of concentration camps, and many lost their lives mostly as a result of disease and malnutrition, end quote. Now, interestingly enough, what we're going to find here is that, again, this is the same project derise that allegedly Hitler had put some of his right-hand men in charge, that the Allies took over, found all the anti-gravity tech, things like that, again, very strongly and simply covered up with, well, uh, you know, it wasn't completed, we found nothing. Okay, I'm sure. Anyways, let's take a look at this right over here, and let's finally define what super spectrum means, according to nexusnewsfeed.com. Super spectrum and the paranormal. Okay, now this has to do again with ESP, extrasensory perception and things like this. However, and I quote, the super spectrum is the source of all paranormal manifestations from extrasensory perception or ESP to flying saucers, little green men and tall hairy mon monsters. It is hard to pin down scientifically because it is extra dimensional, meaning that it exists outside our own space time continuum, yet influences everything within our reality. End quote. Oh, how convenient, because if we take a look at here, bibliothecaplates.net, but again, you can sources from other places as well. An interview with Clifford Stone, the EBE guidebook. Now, Clifford Stone, this is probably one of the most significant parts of the episode. The sources are in the description below for those on YouTube. Clifford Stone, for those that follow my social media, for those that follow us in general, is the same individual retired as a staff sergeant who was at the 2001 National Press Club hosted by Stephen Greer. Many of you know I'm not a big fan of Greer, but I got to give him credit where it's due with respect to some of the events he's held previously. Clifford Stone is the same gentleman that said by the time he got out in 1989, they had cataloged 57 different species and he interacted with a lot of them simply because he had a natural super spectrum ability. Interestingly enough, Ben Rich, the former head of Lockheed Martin Skunk Works Division, allegedly said too the way a lot of these craft travel are through traversable wormholes relative to the idea of ESP and the idea of ESP is that pardon me if I'm losing you folks but the idea of ESP is that all points in time are equal and Ben Rich allegedly said yes that's exactly how it works interestingly enough let's take a look at this transcript that Project Camelot did in 2006 with Mr. Clifford Stone okay and I, I encourage you folks to check out the transcript because there's a lot of things he says that I'm not mentioning here for the sake of focusing on what the actual content of the episode Episode, but look at this right over here. Um, this is so uh, C represents Clifford Stone and K represents the interviewer. So have you ever? I'm going to assume they must photograph these being photograph these beings, right? Mr. Stone says, "Yep, there's photographs." Okay, and what about you? Do you ever draw them? Do you have drawings of them? Clifford Stone says, "Yep, I've got some drawings." And then the uh, interviewer says, "And have you ever distributed?" Mr. Stone says, no. And then, are you able at liberty to give them out at all or show them? He goes, some I have and some I haven't. And are you familiar with underground bases? Mr. Stone says, and the technology that goes along with it. Okay, and so I'm going to assume you have been to underground bases yourself? Mr. Stone says, not by choice. Interestingly enough, in, before I go on, Mr. Stone mentioned that every time he was officially, his uh, um, position was a clerk, um, excuse me, was a clerk typist or clerk staff. But he said every time he went into some of these black project operations he had to take off his united states patch his 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 uh, position his name patch everything indicating he was american had to be thrown into a bag non-existent again tertia optica that same concept there but let's take a look not by choice, that's believable, but have you also seen, say, reptilians, what's called, you know, in the UFO community, what we call reptilians? Mr. Stone, this is interesting, I encourage you folks to check out the video, I'll source it in the description below. He goes, some species could be called reptilians, yes. The interviewer says, and are you able to communicate with them telepathically? Mr. Stone says, they can communicate with you, it's hard to explain, you can't keep secrets. 
All right. And the interviewer says, sure. Mr. Stone says, I think this is significant as well relative to the rest of what we're going to be presenting in this episode. He says, the other thing I would remind everyone is that the program is geared and set up to where you only know what you have a need to know. Okay. And a lot of times, you know more than what you're supposed to know, but you don't know everything. The interviewer says, sure. Mr. Stone says, and I reiterate that anyone who tells you they know everything is a liar. It's not true. End quote. Now, I have a, pr- a personal proposal on this. I think it's because those the compartmentalization leads back to the extraterrestrials really running things. And I think that's why there are humans at the highest level of the position of power relative to the mil- military-industrial complex, at least within North America and Europe, relative to the umbrella of NATO, that are very close to knowing a lot of things about the secret space program or the alleged program and different things like this. But I think ultimately, even they are still compartmentalized relative to Colonel Philip Corso's uh, example of the sort of shack. You give up some secrets to protect the rest and so on and so forth but anyways let's take a look folks at this particular image right here stated by nikola tesla and i quote again this is not to take a jab at the flat earthers but rather to sort of uh, elaborate on something larger earth is a realm it is not a planet it is not an object therefore it has no edge earth would be more easily defined as a system environment earth is also a machine it is a tesla coil the sun and moon are powered wire- wirelessly with the electromagnetic field the ether this field also suspends the celestial spheres with electromagnetic levitation electromagnetic levitation disproves gravity because the only force you need to counter is the electromagnetic force not gravity the stars are attached to the firmament end quote make of that as you will specifically when he says uh, mr tesla says here the field also suspends the celestial spheres with electromagnetic levitation now folks i'd like to take a look at this particular video right over here actually sorry before we take a look at that let's take a look at some alleged pictures of nibiru and if we see here or planet x if you want to call it this is sort of the wheel again with with the sort of star type figure seen in this particular satellite image but again you might be saying dave this is just one image let's take a look at this one here this uh, this has also been photographed very close to the sun as well so again people have also seen two suns during the day they've blatantly filmed it it's put up on tiktok and other different platforms like this just you know don't worry about it birds have been seen flying but they're staying still like as they say glitch in the matrix if you want to call it now let's take a look at this video right here and analyze it very strongly it's about 51 seconds going to be no sound just because there, there really isn't any but this is a demonstration of how again relative to the project beta document and the alien war plans document that we uh, analyzed on a previous live stream about how that particular species called the orange implants humans in their brains without them knowing in order for them, them to be able to use the humans as monitors if you will in this case here what i believe we're seeing is sort of a vril reptilian orion draco sort of form that implements uh, implements itself into the optical nerves of of the eye which allow these beings to see the same way that mr stone said they communicate with you you don't with them you see what i'm saying he sort of said it's a one-way type thing there's mike pence for example we're about to see queen elizabeth for example this is evident this is evident and these individuals may not even know in fact that they're being implanted because a lot of people might say you know oh you're telling me they could all keep a secret they probably don't even know how do we know this well there's the queen the video just ended let's substantiate this very strongly with this right over here according to the sun.co.uk all right um excuse me gq magazine i apologize referencing lou elizondo fun little fact lou elizondo allegedly was not going to do this interview but uh, sorry he thought he was doing an interview with a different gq magazine that was a military one but it turned out to be like the fashion design gq type magazine anyways take a look at this 
And I quote, a lot. Let me give you a notional. I've got to be careful. I can't speak too specifically. They, he, Mr. Elizondo was asked with respects to what evidence he has about uh, aliens. But one might imagine that you get a report from a pilot who says, Lou, it's really weird. I was flying and I got close to this thing. And I came back home and it was like I got a sunburn. I was red for four days, end quote. Well, that's a sign of radiation. That's not a sunburn. It's a radiation burn. Then a pilot might say, if they had got a little closer, Lou, I'm at the hospital. I've got symptoms that are indicative, indicative of microwave damage, meaning internal injuries. And even in my brain, there's some morphology there. And then you might get somebody who gets really close and says, you know, Lou, it's really bizarre. It felt like I was there for only five minutes. But when I looked at my watch, 30 minutes went by, but I only used five minutes worth of fuel. How is that possible? Well, there's a reason for that. We believe, end quote, sorry, and we believe, and it probably has to do with the warping of space-time. And the closer you get to one of these vehicles, the more you may begin to experience space-time relative to the vehicle and the environment, end quote. That was stated by Mr. Lou Elizondo. Interestingly enough, look at the, look at the Project Beta document. Certain humans don't even realize, all of them don't even realize they've been implanted. They don't remember a single thing. Hypnotic regression in some cases helps them remember, but look at this. This is right there in front of our faces relative to that of the mainstream media in GQ magazine. This is why I also believe very strongly as well that, again, there are certain beings relative to a more positively oriented fashion perpendicular to that of humans' agenda or survival on this planet that are pushing and encouraging people like Mr. Elizondo to come forward because there seems to be some type of fear-mongering that occurred over the last, you know, 70, 75 years, but something seems to have changed very recently. Now, as of today as well, the sun.co.uk, again, the head of the DNI, recently spoke with Jeff Bezos and others saying that, and I quote, the DNI joked that she would get fired if she told the forum what is the coolest thing that the intelligence services are doing in space. All right. She also predicted a vast acceleration in mankind's relationship with space over the next decade. Do we honestly think, folks, this is a fluke that all of this is coming out now? Take a look at this right over here. Um, we see here very strongly extraterrestrial, uh, extrasolar intelligences. All right. And we take, uh, if we look over here, but it crucially, and I quote, did not rule out an extraterrestrial or perhaps even extra dimensional origin for the encounters. Okay. The debate, which was for decades considered a fringe and damaging topic is now being openly spoke about by very senior figures, including Obama and Bill Clinton. Again, folks, I can't help but say this very strongly. I mean, look at this. The, you are, the, we have the head of the DNI attending conferences and hearings and public forums that just three years ago were considered total, total nonsense. Now, Mr. Clifford Stone also said in that 2006 interview with Project Camelot, he goes, I do, he, he claimed to still be in telepathic uh, contact with some of these beings. And he also said very strongly, he goes, if I had to take a guess, he, unfortunately, he passed away a handful of months ago, but he goes, if I had to take a guess, he goes around the 2016 timeline, uh, 2016 year, things are going to change. Um, with respects to, again, the disclosure. He goes, it's not going to be a UFO landing on the White House front lawn, but he goes, around the year 2016, things are going to come out more strongly. Wasn't Lou Elizondo introduced to the UFO community and to the world in 2017? Now, again, I'm not trying to say that, oh, again, this is a, you know, we're, we're using theories to suit the facts. No, facts to suit the theories. But again, let's be consistent. Let's also play devil's advocate. Could be a total fluke as well. Now, let's take a look at this right here. Down the chupacabrahole.com, reptilian beings emerged during government funded psychedelic studies all right quote mankind has chronicled reptilian beings throughout history archaeologists unearthed 7,000 year old humanoid lizard statues in mesopotamia Vedic scriptures a vedic scriptures excuse me depict the naga shout out to mike by the way as a shape-shifting serpentine breed Zulu shamans believe the world is controlled by Chitari, a sinister Saurian force. Ancient Sumerians wrote about a powerful and manipulative group of extraterrestrials called the Anunnaki. 
indigenous Central American tribes worship the snake god Quetzalcoatl, or Quetzalcoatl, yeah. In Asia, ruling emperors descended from the dragon bloodline, end quote. Now, it seems that we're just finding nowadays, oh, we visualize them when we take psychedelics. The same psychedelics that are on the same level as heroin? Are you kidding me? In, in certain countries, at the very least, maybe, uh, may, maybe not all countries, but in certain countries. Let's take a look at this right here. <clears throat> LiveScience.com. Ultra-hot, ultra-fast explosion called the camel has astronomers puzzled. Oh, I'm sure it does. I'm, I'm, on the surface level, I respect them. I really do. And I, for those that don't know, uh, relative to, again, what's going on underneath, underneath the surface... I, I don't, I'm not trying to disrespect them. Only two other explosions like this have ever been detected, the cow and the koala. In October 2020, and I quote, astronomers detected an enormous ancient explosion tearing through a galaxy several billion light years from Earth. The blast appeared out of nowhere, reached peak brightness within a few days, and then rapidly vanished again within a month, indicating that an, that an extreme cosmic event like the formation of a black hole or neutron star has just occurred, end quote. Now, Mr. Clifford Stone in that same interview also said the way there's different propulsions for different factions and different species some of them communicate with each other some have no interest but the point is is that the way a lot of them get to earth is through what he called traversable wormholes he said this back in 2006 funny that quantum entanglement in quantum physics is only seeming to prove that now excuse me, uh, traversable wormholes seem to be indicative of the ed evidence that the astronomers viewed here relative to the way in which reptilian species have been known or Draco species have been known to destroy literal galaxy clusters for feeding off of their energy and their louche, if you will. Let's take a look at MonteCrystalMagazine.com. The tantalizing time-looping science of retrocausation. Okay, now if we do a quick lookup of what retrocausation stands for, we'll see here, um, sorry, give me a second. It is, it essentially means returnable precognition if you will right now take a look at this right over here and I quote, photons have, have long behaved as disobedient little time travelers when observed under certain conditions. But quantum physics is uniquely tolerant of the impossible. Again, how ironic. Wargo also cites a series of studies by Cornell psychologist Daryl Bem that yielded two conclusions. First, that precognitive ability in humans is measurable in a lab setting. And second, judging from the uproar that followed publication of his peer-reviewed research in 2011, that establishment science isn't above screaming witch when sufficiently challenged on its orthodoxies, end quote, referring to, again, as Mr. Elizondo would say, scientism versus science. And we can also, you know, uh, actually paraphrase that and apply that to what's going on with what's called the beep boop, we would say, around the world, what's called, you know, what rhymes with Paxine. Anyways, CIA.gov, coordinate remote viewing, CRV, is a psychic technique which permits a viewer to transmit time and space to viewer perceived people, places, or objects without the viewer being physically present. Okay. I encourage you folks to check the description of this video if you're on YouTube. Look at this document. They refer to remote viewing. The CIA does. Reproved for release in the year 2000. They refer to remote viewing as if it's fact. We see Project Sunstreak over here. A special access program under the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, having natural psychic abilities. Look at all this, folks. Everything in the last five years that people thought, oh, that's nonsense. It's all coming out now. Why is it coming out? There is a battle between the different factions, and I think I've, many of you have known I've said this very strongly before, but at the same time, the Tertia Optica subgroup of the CIA's, I guess you could say third branch relative to the control of the Orion Draco reptilians are using what we saw there, the biological implant in the video that we analyzed a few minutes ago, to control the precognitive cognitrons via the dissemination of, oh, the cognitron 
Tron is an artificial intelligence developed at, again, the same universities that are controlled or at least overseen by members of the Majestic 12 to enable super spectrum protocols because why? Why would you, why would these reptilians want us to have more abilities? I thought they were trying to feed off of our abilities now. Yes, but our density has been lowered to the point where they, they need more loosh to feed off of. Therefore, they need to bring us up in terms of our abilities before bringing us back down and suppressing us even more biologically, frequentially, vibrationally. However, how do they bring us up to enable super spectrum abilities without us remembering it? That's exactly what I would dare to argue is occurring here. Let's take a look at some of these photos right here. This is uh, 13showju-the.blog.jp. Again, not exactly a mainstream media website. This was a UFO that was seen a week prior to another UFO allegedly crashing above the Jackhead Reserve in Manitoba. Take a look at some of these images. Why do I bring this up? These images seem to be descriptive of that, a very old reptilian Orion Draco technology that may have in fact been harnessed by the Canadian Army. Why do I say that? Because if we take a look at SpaceWatch.com, Global, uh, Doc Global, Israel's Ben Gurion University develops nano satellite imagery technology. Okay, again, I'm not going to read the whole article here, but we see that some of this technology is relative to the technology and uh, radiation that was left disseminated above Jackhead. Okay, the Jackhead Reserve. Now, let's take a look at this right over here. OpenSea.io. For those that watch our Let's Get Banned segments, you'll see that I've covered this, respective of Frederick Porti, a gentleman who has very strong credentials pertaining to, again, the uh, the paranormal, extraterrestrial world. A source within the DIA, Defense Intelligence Agency, told him that, again, I'll be putting up some of the images right now. Uh, it could be quantum radar, they didn't say, but they're, this is known as alien hunting binoculars, where, again, quantum entanglement seems to enable these some sort of binoculars to be able to view these species, um, uh, motherships, excuse me, their motherships, the craft in which they're spawning. Again, motherships seem to be spawning different phenomenon craft to relative to the, the experiencers and the contactees, if you will. Again, relative to Mr. Jacques Vallée's theories and proposals for at least 30, 40 years now, which is that they are manifesting energetic phenomenon relative to our perceptual understanding. But take a look at this gentleman right here. He received a response, okay, from a friend within the government. Take a look, and I quote, Fred, again, addressing Fred Reporti, the, the, the Fred Reporti who leaked those images of these motherships manifesting craft. I received an email from my brother who obtained feedback with respect to your CD, which I mailed to a DOD organization that you are aware of, Department of Defense organization. According to the response, the United States government is very much aware of the phenomenon that you observed, which it considers to be, quote, very sensitive. Also, my brother was advised that you should not expect a return call from them. Keep in mind they have ignored my repeated phone calls and recent email. Frederick Porti has been asking the, D the DOD directly, what is this? Can you tell the public? Right? What is the, not only the technology used to view these invisible craft, but again, what are the craft? Of course, right? My recommendations is that you do not further disseminate your recordings, example, YouTube or whatever, as it may conflict with the interests of national security. On the positive side, I do not think you need to fear for your life or worry about a possible abduction. Look at how goddamn blatant that is. No, don't worry. You don't have to fear about a possible abduction or, you know, uh, a fear for your life. Four or five years ago, people would have said, what, you're telling me leaking such, uh, you know, evidence like this would get you in jail or get you disappeared? They would, but people just didn't believe it, very simply. I have to take these people at their word, so I hope this feedback is helpful. It should also reinforce in your mind that you have recorded something that is real. It should be very interesting someday when we find out what might actually be going on. If I hear anything more, I will let you know, but I don't think we will be hearing from anyone soon. Regards, Greg. End quote. Again, I hope Mr. Frederick Porti's okay with me putting this on uh, here, again, because he's tweeted it. So if we take a look at link.springer.com, again, Published November 1st, 2021. Original research here. 
I can't believe at the timing of this. We have to look at the big picture. Look at all these research uh, papers and dissertations and peer review studies coming out. Multivariate morphological brain signatures enable individualized prediction of dispositional need for closure. You might be thinking, okay, what the hell, right? Look at all of these originators. They all seem to come from, again, that of the uh, Asia Pacific and the Eurasian landmass area. Again, I'm not trying to be, uh, um, uh, what's it called, speciesist or racist, if you will. The reason I say this is because let's go back to Project LACE, the United States allegedly working low-level augmentative crossbreeding experimentation with China, with the alleged Muslim Uyghurs being used for this case. Notice, these are the same individuals relative to that of the Project LACE uh, uh, reports and dissertations. Again, the connections are there. Now look at this. Need for closure, NFC, reflects stable individual differences in the desire for a quick, definite, and stable answer to a question. All right. A large body of research has documented the association between NFC and various cognitive, emotional, and social processes. All right. Despite considerable interest in psychology, little effort has been made to uncover the neural substrates of individual variations in NFC. End quote. Oh, I wonder how coincidental that is, that there was no funding given over the years. Yeah, total fluke, I'm sure. I'm not trying to disrespect the actual people, who, the authors of this that wrote that, but I'm saying in general. You see what I'm saying? Look at the timing. Oh, there was no funding for this, so we had to do it this way. Again, that's how it's forced to be done relative to the example I gave of you being a painter at the beginning. Look at this right over here. Frontier in.org the influences of emotion on learning and memory okay emotion has a substantial inf influence on the cognitive processes in humans including perception attention learning memory reasoning and problem solving end quote we see here the hippocampus we see different things like consolidation of the prefrontal cortex this all has to do with the pineal gland relative to again the way that these intelligence agents are coming out saying they're saying they're they feel they're hinting at aliens uh, uh, confirming their existence but they're just walking up to that line but they're not crossing it that's being applied here within academia they're walking up to that line but they're not crossing it now and i'd like to thank frantic missy for a lot of these articles let's take a look at journals.pl LOS.org, a sensitive and specific neural signature for picture-induced negative effect. All right, take a look at this. These are what we call holograms that are be are, are able to be put right in front of your face. We wouldn't even know they're holograms. We wouldn't even know. Look at this right here, majesticdocuments.com. George, this is a great archive, by the way. I put this out for my members on the Telegram group that we have on Patreon. Um, I put this out there saying, look, 1942. George C. Marshall writes to a top-secret memo to the president, President Roosevelt, which states, and I quote, Regarding the air raid over Los Angeles, it was learned by Army G-2 that Rear Admiral Anderson recovered an unidentified airplane off the coast of California with no bearing on conventional explanation. This headquarters has come to the, de the de determination excuse me, that the mystery airplanes are in fact not earthly and according to secret intelligence sources, they are in all probability of interplanetary origin. All right. Marshall goes on to state, as a consequence, I have issued orders to Army G2 that a special intelligence unit be created to further investigate the phenomenon and to report any significant connection between recent incidences and those collected by the director uh, of the Office of Coordinator of Information. All right. End quote. The memo bears correct Office of Chief of Staff OCS file numbers and has Interplanetary Phenomenon Unit IPU typed on it at a later time by a different typewriter. It is logical to believe that this is the order that sets up the IPU. End quote. Franklin, look at the next article. Franklin D. Ro or the next, uh, excuse me, memo. Franklin D. Roosevelt Memo on Non-Terrestrial Science and Technology. February 22nd, 1944. 
again, before Roswell. Do you see what I'm saying here, folks? This has been right in front of our faces. And if we take these documents to the government, you know what's going to happen? We're either not going to get a response or they're just going to say they won't acknowledge it. Simple. Oh, so if I, for example, if I go murder somebody in the street, me as Dave Zed, if I go murder someone and I, I don't acknowledge it, what, I'm off the hook? Are you kidding me? You see, you see the, the point I'm trying to make here, folks? So again... With that being said, I apologize if it was a little bit of a rant, but I do believe ultimately what we're seeing here is a different form of incursion and insertion via different reptilian Orion Draco alliances, and this evidence substantiates that very strongly. So without further ado, thank you so much, folks, for watching or listening, and we'll catch you next time. Cheers.